Welcome to episode 4 of Sign BTS. Anyone who's been listening to rap any time in the last 20 years will recognise, though that introduction is only 6 seconds long, it's almost identifiable as one of the greatest intros to an album. 6 seconds, no talking, to really identifiable sounds that take you into one of the greatest rap debut albums of all time. And at ten and a half years old, I had no damn business listening to. Get rich or die trying. Now, I'm jumping ahead, and I'm not going chronological at all over this couple of months, because this album completely changed what I got from music. For good, for bad, who cares? But it was the first moment for me I witnessed the birth of the anti-superhero in hip-hop, I guess, is what 50 Cent was very early on, and very naively was to us 10-year-old kids living in the UK. At the same time this album came out, I remember... I have it on CD, and I don't actually remember the process in which I had to go through to get this album on CD, because I'm 100% sure it did not go down the route of asking my mum to buy it in Virgin Megastores. But, needless to say, I had the CD, and that year, I think it was that birthday, I received my first personal CD Walkman. Some Philips anti-skip because we don't play, anti-skip Walkman that went everywhere with me. And anyone who's known me long enough will know that that was in my bag, that would squeeze into my coat pocket if I could. And I always took so much time and effort to pick the one CD I would have with me. And if I was going to stay anywhere longer than a night, I would have multiple CDs with me. 50 Cent Get Rich or Die Trying being one of them, and probably some dead single that I had, Blue. I had a Blue single, which did also go everywhere with me for a short amount of time until I got Shaggy's album. We'll cross that bridge later. But Autumn 2002 going into 2003 was actually a huge period for hip-hop music. We had the giant mainstream crossovers and... Songs that brought the party back to young hip-hop and mainstream fans, like Get Low, Lil Jon and the Eastside Boys. Everyone can quote most of that song. People sing it ironically, people sing it as their caricature for hip-hop. It kind of became the only one of the only endearing caricatures um, and characters of hip-hop that we loved and were willing to share with the world in the way we did. We did not appreciate the blackface and fake locks, but it took us decades to get woke um, and brave enough to tell you. But it was the year in which things like that were happening on the mainstream and, well, what was mainstream to hip-hop and what was huge to hip-hop was November the 12th, Blueprint 2. That day we had, as well as Blueprint 2, we had Missy Elliott under construction. Two very different points in in hip-hop, where in one of them, we had the likes of Hovey Baby, Bonnie and Clyde, Excuse Me Miss, another 
legendary Pharrell production, to Work It, which is a classic and a song which a lot of people forget the actual title to, but once it's played, remember it instantly. Gossip Folks by Missy Elliott. Featuring legendary Ludacris, who, again, I will speak about later because his early albums steered the party in my brain. And we also had The Last Temptation by Ja Rule. Legendary album, and as much as we troll Ja Rule to this day, again, thank you 50 Cent for that, as much as we troll Ja Rule to the day, that album gave us Thug Lovin' featuring Bobby Brown. Again, anyone that knows me knows how much I love that song and the video. Because Bobby Brown dancing on a helicopter pad in an oversized tracksuit is legendary in any hip-hop standard. We had Mesmerize. Again, a classic. Ja Rule and Ashanti giving us what kind of became the Batman and Catwoman of hip-hop for... We're going to give them the credit for a, a while. We had Nas's album, God's Son. Again, I was late to the Nas party. I was much later to the Nas party than I was to the Jay-Z party because Blueprint 2 dropped at a time that was significant for me for the songs that I was listening to. I was very into Pharrell, Neptunes, N.E.R.D. So... By proxy, anything that was remotely connected would end up in my sphere of listening. Because when you type in Pharrell in LimeWire, it's going to give you everything that Pharrell may have been credited on. But back to the legendary album. February 2003. In the UK, it's winter. So, you lay it up. Shortest days of the year. What screams I have to hustle hard to do as an 11-year-old going through the gully streets of the north of England. That was a joke or a paradox, one of the two. But there is something about the horns of this song, the fact that we got to call Eminem our favourite white boy so openly, and 50 Cent's lyricism makes this one of the best songs ever. Eminem, good feature, wasn't the focus of this song. The first 16 bars... Innocent in my head, like a baby born dead. Destination heaven. Sitting politic with passengers from 9 11. The Lord's blesses me lyrically and kind. Shit, I ain't even got to try to shine. God's the seamstress who tailor fitted my pain. I got scriptures in my brain that can spit at your dame. Straight out the good book. Look, niggas are shook. 50 feet, no man, warrior. Swing swords like Conan. Picture me. That penmanship is fucking phenomenal. And as a child, didn't understand 90% of it. I got the 9-11 reference. Um, God is the seamstress who tailor-fitted my pain is just a phenomenal bar. If Instagram quotes was a thing at the time, fuck it. If When this episode's out, I'm captioning one of my pictures looking broody into the distance with that. And if you've listened, give me prayer hands. But the fact that this is song number three on the album. We haven't even heard what Eminem has to say. At 11 years old, the way this song carried, I will never forget how good that initial impact 
the endorphins with the horns. Again, it's a golden album. Deserved all the accolade it got. Deserved 50 Cent all of the accolade he got. Trying to explain to my family and the education system that were around me why (laughs) young me aligned with 50 Cent so much at 11 didn't make any sense. But if I did, the threads of rap sewn far and wide, every rap fan needs a a crutch, a weapon, defense mechanism against whatever they may be experiencing. I'm not preaching. Stick with me here. The fish will come at the end of this. Every rap fan needs that. And that's usually what they go to rap for. They are using it as an escapism. It's the tool to escape. It's their tool to mentally prepare. Have that mental battle before you have to go have your physical battle, in inverted commas. It's it's the hustle music. And this very young (laughs) hit home. There is something sonically about this album ignoring all of the crazy things that are actually said and spoken about. And with hindsight, ignoring how dark elements of this album is and how open and brutal 50 Cent spoke about everything going on in life, in early 2000s New York, being again the anti-hero, being in those early studios with Jam Master J and inevitably what happened there, being in those houses or not being in the studios because some people were too scared to have 50 Cent and crew with them when he was recording because of what happened. But skipping to any point in this song, you realise how impactful a rap song can be. Now, I've purposely skipped In The Club because if you grew up anywhere in the north of the UK, In The Club is a song that became the anthem for R&B in the nightclub, or the hip-hop floor in any nightclub, and is subsequently still played to this day. So I've heard enough of that song, as much as I love it. But if you listen to further songs in this album, again, in different areas of rap and hip-hop, where there was a polish, there was the movie-esque painting of a scene, or removing of all of those negative things to sell us the the diddy dancing on helicopter pads and the shiny suits and the polished rap. 50 Cent gave us songs like this. I play. Keep thinking I'm candy till your fucking skull get popped and your brain pop out the top. Like Jack in the Box in the hood summertime. It's a killing season. It's hot out, this bitch. That's a good enough reason. Get religious when they start bleeding. Sing, Lord Jesus, help me. Because they ass leaking. And that AK come out. You can squeeze your little handgun until you run out. And you can run for your backup. But the machine gun shares going to tear your back up. I'm aight with that. Because we going to reload them clips and come right back. The beginning of 2003 and the end of 2002 was a point in which a checkpoint was added in hip-hop history. And as we scroll back, that is one of the years in which we remember that someone stepped on the gas, in this case 50 Cent, and Eminem, I guess, because November 2002 was the 8 Mile movie, which 
as everyone knows, to some people, is when mainstream rap began. Because how many people do we know who know nothing about hip-hop but can rap B-Rabbit's verses? That was, again, a moment in which rap had an identifiable story outside of the struggle related to race. So again, some people needed that to align themselves or understand why rap is seen so much as uh, the music to fight to. Uh, By fight, I mean struggle, hustle, and all of those different synonyms. To round it back to me talking about my journey with music, that was the winter in which I had my first Walkman. I had 50 Cent Get Rich or Die Trying on disc. There was other discs, but that was the one that carried me. And that was the first time my African mother ever allowed me to go on any type of overnight school trip. Anyone from an African household will know that's a big deal, especially that first trip. I had everything ready. I had batteries for my Walkman, which was all that was important to me. Mum packed all the important stuff. I had all of those things ready. We went to some adventure place somewhere in Yorkshire somewhere. We walked around caves. But what I remember is the entire journey, I listened to two discs. Get Rich or Die Trying and The Chocolate Factory. Not going to talk much about that one, but at the time, that was the other disc that I had. But Get Rich or Die Trying for me is associated with so many memories of just being sat looking out of the window into nothingness while my brain painted this magical story of 50 Cent's life via Get Rich or Die Trying, which, as we will reach soon enough, we got to see in some way or another. It's been a long episode. Thank you for sticking with me the extra five minutes. I've been Sign. This has been Sign BTS number four. Catch you for the fifth. Like, comment, share, subscribe, all of that bullshit. Jay-Z, for goodness sake, that will stick in my brain. Shout out to LimeWire. The people that actually did it, if the feds are listening.